and welcome back to Bacoa's Redefining Aging podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Downing. Today, I'm sitting down with Benjamin Sermi, Director of Education and Culture at the Kelsch Communities Innovation Lab. Benjamin is empowering people to thrive no matter what disability or cognitive disorder they may live with. The focus of his work as a social gerontologist, caregiver, activity director, lifelong learning center director, and home repair coordinator were each roles that shaped his understanding of the unique needs of seniors. Currently, he guides the person-centered training for over 2,000 employees in eight states, drives Coach Innovation Lab, and coaches 70,000 wellness directors, and 41-plus executive directors who support over 1,500 seniors. His passion is imagining the impossible and building an alliance that makes it possible. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Benjamin. So thank you for joining me, Benjamin. How are you today? I'm doing great, Matt. Thanks for having me. Can you tell me about Close Communities Innovation Lab, what you do there, how you got involved, and what they do as far as education for older adults and caregivers? Sure, yeah. Kelsch Communities is a family-owned company by the Kelsch family, and they were the first family to start an assisted living in the United States, as far as we can find in the history books, which is kind of cool because before that, it was only nursing homes. That's all you had. Like if you needed a place to go, you were in a nursing home. You didn't have the option to have your own apartment, have your own place to live, and then caregivers could come in and help you you lived in like a mini hospital, right? And so very cool family to work with had been innovating for over 65 years. So now they manage retirement communities in eight different states, memory care communities, assisted living communities, and independent living communities. One of the things I do as director of culture is I keep an eye out on innovation, whether that be new training tools to teach people how to provide great care or whether that be new technology or new tools that make it easier to live with different disabilities or cognitive challenges. And so that's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think uh, a lot of caregivers um, are looking for new ways to help out. And I know that people that may be struggling need those tools. So I'm really excited to hear like what those are and how they can help people. What are some of the challenges you see family caregivers facing today that these tools might help them out with? So I review hundreds of tools. And as you do that, right, because there's just, there's billions of dollars being poured into trying to help families who are caring for someone with a disability, like billions of dollars right now. It's crazy. So the amount of new startups, the new technology that's out there is mind blowing. It's almost overwhelming with how many new options there are out there. Imagine you're a chef in a kitchen and you find out you now have 5,000 types of new knives to use. It's just just overwhelming. You're like, well, which one do I use? So I break down things into several toolboxes. I have one toolbox which deals with social connection because that's one issue that families have is how do I connect with my loved one even though we're far apart or I can't be there every day? How do I stay connected with them? Another toolbox is How do I keep my loved one safe, right? They're living at home and they're leaving the the stove on. They're living in a retirement community, but they're falling all the time and they're going to hurt themselves. How do I keep them safe, right? Another box in my toolbox is the getting around box. How do I help my mom get from point A to point B, right? How do I do that? Because that's one of the biggest challenges that families face is, 
mom has lost her independence with driving. Now we've got doctor's appointments. We've got the grocery store. We've got all the friends that she likes to be with. Like everything all of a sudden is on my shoulders. The other box is how do I help care for her well? Make sure she has the vitamins, the medications she needs. Her home is clean. How do I make sure that she's getting enough water to drink? Like all the aspects of caring for someone, that's the other box. And then the the final box is a better body. And what I mean by that is how do I, are there things that I can do to reduce the excess disability? As a gerontologist, we talk about excess disability, meaning someone is more disabled than they need to be because they don't have the right tools or they're not in the right environment. So what are things we can do to make sure that someone who maybe has tremors can actually feed themselves rather than having to rely on a human to feed them how could they feed themselves with the right tools? So I think about the family challenges in those buckets or those toolboxes. Yeah, I, I love the the toolbox metaphor because there are so many things out there. It, it is helpful to, to break it down into separate things because maybe you don't always know what you're looking for. I know a lot of those things we speak about specifically at Bacoa, the idea of safety on, and independence are, are big, especially we see a lot of older adults, no matter where they're at, struggling to get things like transportation to doctor's appointments, having fall risks. And so as a caregiver, having tools to address those things. The other one that I know that we stress a lot is the importance of social connection. Loneliness and isolation are huge health epidemics for older adults. We see a rising prevalence in things like dementia and heart disease that are related to the effects of social isolation. And so it is great to be able to break down those different categories and identify tools within them that, that can be useful. So I was wondering if you had any, it could be tech, non-tech, like what are some examples of these tools? It could be for safety, wellness, family communication, what, whatever ones you really enjoy and would like to share. Yeah. So I think it's fun to bring out tools that maybe people haven't heard of. And yeah. Like, what is that? <laughs> so in the better body category, Seismic now has a vest you can put on and it's battery powered and it gives you eight hours of strengthening your core so that you're walking, you're moving around, your back pain, all the if, if, different issues you might face as you get older and you have challenges with your back or your core or with, with weakness, you're able to do more things than you could do without this, this it's almost like long johns kind of underwear kind of thing that kind of straps into your body and just strengthens you, allows you to, to do things you couldn't do before. That's an example in that better body. Another example with, with that toolbox are a variety of new electric wheelchairs. Uh, there's so many, you know, most of us have, it's hard to do this on podcasts where you can't see these things, but in the past, you'd have to get a truck and get a crane and this crane would put your electric wheelchair on the back of your truck so you could go places. Now we have electric wheelchairs that are so amazing. You can literally pack it in a suitcase and take it on a plane and put it over the overhead bin. Like we're at a point where the technology is so good that you don't need these massive massive pieces of equipment anymore. The other, moving to the safety category, you have things like a belt that actually is a airbag, if you will, for falling. So if I start to fall, this airbag encloses my hips 
so that I hopefully don't break my hips and now have to spend the rest of my life disabled. So it's an example of, okay, how can we, we know mom's going to fall. If she just wears this belt, hopefully if she falls, she's going to be okay. There are two new interesting smart socks out there. One smart sock looks at your feet all the time to see if you might be developing an ulcer if you have diabetes. You don't know what's going on. It's just like a normal sock. It maybe has a little bit of a chip here or there, but it's taking the temperature of your feet multiple times throughout the day. And it's sending that data to doctors who are reviewing that data. And then your loved one gets a call or you get a call saying, hey, looks like you might be at risk of getting an ulcer coming to the office. We need to see you, right? That's the kind of thing that's, again, preventing the issues from happening in the first place. Because imagine caring for someone with dementia who has an ulcer now, who's not supposed to be on their feet, but they can't remember that. So they're walking around their household, you know, and then it gets worse and worse and worse, right? So if we can prevent those things, the other sock actually, it, it senses whether or not a person with dementia is about to experience a lot of anxiety or aggression or some sort of heightened emotion. So as a family, you're able to start to see patterns better rather than just anecdotally, oh, she didn't like the chickens or she, you know, got frustrated or oh, the TV was too loud. I think, you know, now you can like measure, you can see, okay, mom, eight o'clock every day, she gets pretty agitated, right? You can see ahead of time, oh, we're at the store having a good time. And my phone is telling me mom's about to have an episode. So now I think we better go, mom. Let's let's leave now. I, I just realized we, we got to go get ice cream, right? So you can take some proactive steps. Now, again, this is not for everybody. My point is that there's a lot of creativity in this space, tons of creativity around how do I keep mom who has dementia? How do I know she's at home or in her neighborhood and hasn't gotten lost? And so we're talking all kinds of pendants that look like necklaces. We've got watches, we've got bands, we've got shoes that have trackers built into the shoes. We've got little trackers the size of an Oreo or the size of a nickel that now you could place in different pieces of clothing or a purse or put it in anything that mom always carries with her so that you get a text message if she's left the house or left the neighborhood or if she's been out too long. You, you can see where she is, which is huge. In some countries like Japan, and they're experimenting with experimenting with programs where they literally give these away to thousands of people with dementia to be able to avoid really significant injury because someone has wandered away from home. So those are a few examples. I can go on and on and on, but those are just a few examples of the kind of things we're talking about as far as tools go. I should also mention things like there's a variety of new tools to shut off the stove if there's either smoke or if there hasn't been any movement in the kitchen for five minutes. And so there's ones for gas stoves, ones for electric stoves. These are things that can literally transform the life of a family just by something that simple. Uh, those all sound so cool. A lot of them I feel like I would want to try. That's really amazing. I, I wasn't aware of so many of those and, and they would be so helpful. And I think the reason that they're really helpful is you talked a lot about how not only is it giving that caregiver uh, a peace of mind, it's increasing their loved one's safety, but also it's giving a lot of independence back to older adults by eliminating things like that fall risk. That's really important because as we age, we really do want to try to stay as independent as possible. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, if you think about the toolbox related to um, family connection, 
one tool that I think is really fun and it hits that in a different way is a tool called Familio. And it's a tool we actually use at all of our assisted living and memory care communities. So our families who come and their loved one lives with us, they can use this tool. But what it is, is it's an, it's kind of a reaction to all the digital tools that have been created over the past three or four years that are trying to promote video calling between elders and their families, which are great. Like we need them. I think they're wonderful. I mean, it's, you can do incredible things. You can set a little tablet kind of thing next to mom's bed and she's on hospice and she can't talk and you can jump in and talk to her wherever you are. And she doesn't even have to answer it. Like we, we've got some great stuff now, but so many elders, their love language is print. It is a written letter. It is a card. It is a postcard. It is something physical. That is their love language. Video and phone, great, but it's ephemeral. It's leading. And especially when you have dementia, where you can't remember what you've just talked about, having something physical can make all the difference. But that's really hard to get a whole generation of people who are 15 to 50 who may not know how to use a stamp, right? May not even know how to address an envelope because we've never had to do that. So what Familio does is the family in that generation, they get to use an app. And they get to put pictures in and messages. You know, it takes 30 seconds to send grandma a message. And then once a week, grandma gets a full color magazine delivered to her home, to her apartment, with all these messages and pictures from their family from around the world, wherever their family lives. It's all coming. All the grandkids, great-grandkids, nieces, nephews, one magazine every Monday. It's incredible. It's really incredible tool that elders who live with us, they'll take their magazine and walk around showing everybody, oh, look at my new grandbaby. You know, they'll be so excited to share it or they'll keep them in stacks and we'll go back to them and look at them. So I love it. I use it personally for my own family because you can order it as an individual or you can order it if you're part of a community like ours. So that's an example of a tool for family communication. Yeah, no, I love that one. Who doesn't like getting a a cool thing in the mail, especially from all the family members? That one is actually really cool. I do like that one. It also reminded me of something that I wanted to ask you as far as, say, your caregiver out of state, or uh, maybe it's an older adult that's a little more independent, and so the caregiver is not always there. um, But there is some of that generation gap sometimes with technology. And so that was a great example. I don't know if you have any others of just like tools for maybe some older adults that that need some assistance, but uh, may have some technical challenges or don't really know how to use technology that well. Yeah. And that is really important when a family is looking at, at options. I recommend that they think through several things like How often will someone be there at the home to check on the technology? Will someone be able to help change the batteries? Will someone be able to make sure it's on Wi-Fi if it needs Wi-Fi, right? So it's really important that you don't send a tool into an elder's home where there's no support system to take care of the tool, right? And so it's important to think through those different kinds of something like Familio, right? It's a mailed to them and it's physical. So that's a great example. Something physical where they need nothing other than they need to know how to get their mail, right? They need to know how to grab the mail and bring it inside. That's all they need to know how to do. Uh, where some other tools, like maybe it's a, a medication reminder tool that's plugged in that may need someone to A, fill it and B, make sure it's connected to Wi-Fi so you get the, the record of them taking their medication, right? And so someone's got to be in the home every so often to check on that. 
Uh, but then there's a whole other category of tools that are just, they're just physical. Like there's, there's nothing electronic about them. And these tools can also transform people's lives. Most of them are more in the category of helping the person be successful at living as independently as possible, right? So one of my favorite people who reviews these tools, her name is Lindsay, and she has an Instagram channel, YouTube channel, and her handle is Equip Me OT for Equipping Me with Occupational Therapy, Equip Me OT. So you can look her up on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and she reviews hundreds of these tools that are not, most of them don't have batteries. Some of them have batteries, but most of them are just things that you make life easier. So for instance, maybe someone has trouble drinking because of how their body has changed with dementia. She has special straws specifically for all kinds of situations that your body might be in. She has situations for if you're eating or if you have trouble eating, there's all kinds of tools. She talks about certain kinds of bowls with certain kinds of lips that make it easier to continue eating cereal without it spilling all over you because most bowls, they're not deep enough for someone with dementia who's struggling to get it into their mouth, right? So there's a lot of eating tools that make it easier to eat. She reviews a lot of different kinds of toilet uh, appendages, toilet accessories that can make it easier to get up off of a toilet, right? So if a family is struggling with a person who's having trouble following instructions on how to stand up or something, having the right tool in place to get you off the toilet can change everything for a family. Certain kinds of swivel pads that you can put into a car and be able to go pick mom up. And normally transferring out of a car can be very challenging, but with a swivel pad, you can just swivel mom around and help her stand up, right? So little things most of us ever thought of, and we're just like, oh, this is hard. I have to like get in there, grab mom behind the behind the arm and pull her out. And it's just, these things, sometimes it's a $20 tool and it completely changes my ability to care for my loved one um, or for their for them to be able to continue living in their assisted living or their memory care. Who may, maybe they're saying, you know, she's just, it's too hard to care for her because of how challenging it is. Knowing some of those tools can make all the difference in the world. And not a lot, another one I love are these um, little square plastic tracks. And what you do is you want to take mom to the beach. She's in a wheelchair. She's in a walker. You want to take mom out into the field at the park where you've got, you know, the birthdays happening or something. And mom's being isolated from all these family events. These tracks pack up in just a carry bag. And then you can set them down. Like maybe you'll, you'll put five or six tracks out. Mom's, mom's able to use her walker, her wheelchair through the sand, through the beach, through the forest, whatever. And then you pick up the last ones and you put them in front and she's able to get to wherever she needs to go. So she's not isolated from family events just because she has wheels helping her move. So again, I could go on and on with the tools that are now available that don't involve any technology, but can literally change someone's life. I know my life was changed. This particular tool is not a dementia-specific tool, but I broke my leg last year and I was on crutches and I couldn't help with the dishes. I couldn't help make dinner. I couldn't do a lot. Of, I couldn't carry a hot mug of coffee to my office. I couldn't do any of those things. Lindsay's channel showed me a new tool, which was a armless handless crutch that straps onto my broken leg so that I can walk kind of like a pirate around my house and not hurt my foot, 
but be able to do two hands and carry things. And I say that just because sometimes taking 10 minutes, a couple times a month to look at a channel like Lindsay's and see the product she's reviewing can change your life. You may be able to do things that you thought were over for your family, but you find the right tool and it can change everything. That that's amazing. Yeah, I, I do agree. They they are life changing because they're giving people opportunities to to do things that they might not have been able to do or they thought they weren't able to do anymore, but they can um, with these tools. Um, and I, I think there's, as you've shown, there's there's so many great examples um, of things that that can help um, older adults and caregivers. Um, before we go, could you? Um, Give me um, Lindsay's handle one more time so we can make sure everyone can find that great page. And then can you give me just where to find you and all the good work that you're doing? Sure. So Lindsay's at Equip Me OT. So if you type that into Instagram or TikTok, she'll pop up. If you type it into YouTube, she'll pop up. And then for Kelsch Communities, we're at KelschCommunities.com, K-O-E-L-S-C-H communities.com. And I'm on LinkedIn. So if you go to LinkedIn and type in Benjamin Sermon, you'll find me very easily there. You can email me. It's my cell phone's there, everything. And I think the last thing I would say is just with all the cool tools that are out there, none of them replace community. And so whether it's finding a great adult day program, like what your organization offers where people can actually go and be with other people who are living through the same life experience and can do art and discussions and have all kinds of interesting things, or whether it's living in a community like one that we offer where you're with people and you're doing things, there's nothing that replaces community, being with other people and people helping one another. Tools are great and we need them. But we need people. We need other people. We need friends and we need lifelong learning opportunities until the day that we die. We need to keep learning and growing, even if there's small ways, such as seeing a bird or or being able to talk with a friend about a puppy, whatever. But it, we have to keep growing, keep learning in community. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think finding that social engagement, finding your community, your place of belonging, it's something we all need at, at every age. And so it is really important to keep in mind as we age. So thank you so much, Benjamin. I, I really enjoyed talking to you. Good talk to you too, man. Have a good one. You too. That's it for today's podcast. Thank you so much to Benjamin. For more information on caregiver resources, you can visit www.bacoa.org. That's www.bacoa.org. Or call our office at 847-381-5030. Until next time, thanks.